The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to Intuitive Connections, where spirituality and psychology meet to help you be your best and brightest self. I'm your host, Victoria Shaw, and in each episode, I'll help you to awaken your own inner wisdom, step into your power, and live a more divinely inspired life. You're here to let your inner light shine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, just popping on to let you know about an offering I have coming up. You know, one of the questions that I get asked the most from my students and from the people that listen to the show and from my clients is how do I, with everything going on in the world right now, all the craziness, all the pain, all the suffering, all the chaos and drama, how do I stay pure and true to my very own vibe? How do I stay in the highest energy? How do I find joy and stay and hold that true and highest vibration? So if this sounds like you, and this is something that you've been struggling with, I would love to invite you to my upcoming class, The Enlightened Empath. And one of the things that I've been getting, look, empaths are the compassionate souls of the world. We're the ones who feel into what everyone else is feeling. And for a lot of us up until now, this has been a really, really heavy journey when we feel really overwhelmed rather than uplifted from our empathic gifts. But it doesn't have to be that way. And so in this six-week class, I'm going to show you how to leverage the power of your empathy and tune into the channel of light, love, and joy so that we can spread that more and more to the world. I'm going to show you how to stay true to your own highest vibration, and I'm going to show you what it really means to serve and how we can be of service to the planet, first and foremost, by tuning into our own joyous nature and spreading the light from there. So if this sounds like something you'd be interested in, I would love you to go to the show notes or my website and find the link to sign up for your Enlightened Empath class. It's a six-week class. It's starting on July 13th, and I'm just so excited to share with all of you. It is a very, very small, limited number because I love to teach these classes where I can really interact with everybody. So if you're interested, I'd sign up now while there's still spots available. This is always one of my most popular classes, and this is going to be a new way for me to be teaching it as well because a lot of new information has come through. So I hope to see you there. And now back to the show. Hello and welcome to Intuitive Connection. Today, uh, we have an intuitive reading again, and we have our guest, Hannah, here for her reading. Hannah, hello. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me on, Victoria. I'm so excited to be here and be a guest. I'm excited too. And you know, before we came on, I did what I do with all of my guests before we come on. I I always say a little prayer to set the energy. I've probably talked about this on other episodes and I didn't give you my little disclaimer, but I will. And people know about that too. But after I said that, I was like, wow, I should always say the prayer because it's so beautiful. So I'm going to set the energy with Hannah in just a minute and say the prayer again. And I'm also going to share with you, Hannah, my little disclaimer that I usually say to everyone before we hit record. And then I say to all of my clients and some of you who follow the podcast have even heard me talk about this, but I think it's so important. 
And that is when you're receiving an intuitive reading from me or really from anyone, it's really important to know that you're in the driver's seat and that the way that I see the work that I do is that it is my gift to connect with your wisdom, your higher guidance, and then give that back to you. Right. And so I'm the conduit, I'm the vessel for you to remember everything that you already know and that your soul already knows and wants to re remember, re explore, and expand in this life. And, you know, sometimes too, you'll hear something and, and you'll be like, oh, I knew that. I knew that. And hearing it come out of my mouth will be like, oh, that's such validation. And other times it can be kind of surprising. And, you know, but it always should feel right. It should always resonate. And I tell everyone if it doesn't resonate, Either I'm not getting it right because no intuitive is 100% and don't believe it if they tell you that they are, (laughs) right? Or that I'm not communicating it well because that's the thing as well. Or you're just not ready to hear it. And if you're not ready to hear it, don't you worry, you'll hear it again. So that is my little shtick. (laughs) I love that. That's such a good little disclaimer. I love it. Yay. Yeah. All right. So then I'm going to set the energy again so that everyone can hear the little prayer that I give. And I do this before all of my episodes, even with guests that come on, not for readings. And it's usually well-loved. And I've been doing this little prayer, friends, since I started seeing clients. And it was given to me intuitively. And I always think sometimes I'm going to change it, but so far it's been 12 years and it stayed the same. So I'm going to ask the ministry of angels to myself and my client, Hannah, with their beautiful white light, as I open my heart to divine unconditional love and ask to connect to my highest self, guys, and angels and those of my client, Hannah. I ask to be a clear channel with which to receive and communicate their wisdom. I ask to let go of any expectations I may have towards the outcome of the work that we do together today. And I ask that the outcome of this work serve the highest and greatest good. Amen. All right. We are in the zone. Yeah. Hannah, tell me what you would like guidance on today. I would love guidance on dating. I am a single mom of so many years, eight years, nine years. I've lost track. Okay. (laughs) And I haven't dated... I just started dating in March, a few months ago, earlier this year, after all these years. So wow. it's an adjustment. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it feels to me that part of it is some lingering grief and disappointment over the relationship with your children's father. Yeah. And I think it really did take you a good chunk of time to get over that and to start to trust that process of dating again. 100%. Yeah. So I want to honor you for that and for getting to where you are now. And the guides say you're way further ahead than you think you are. Oh, wow. Right. You might have a belief, wow, it took me eight years. So I'm so wounded and I'm so damaged that it took me eight years to start dating again. And they say, no, no, no. They say not at all. You're just the kind of person that you don't want to do something until you're really ready to do it. Yeah. So where someone else might start dating at day one, and then sort of work out the kinks through those relationships, <laughs> you were like very cautious and careful. And you're like, I'm not going to give my heart to anyone else again. I'm not going to put myself out there until I'm really sure that I'm ready. Yeah. Okay. hundred percent. And it's just a different approach to doing things. It's not, neither one is right or wrong. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? I want you to take a minute to take that in so you can understand the wisdom of how you've gone about things up until now. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. And what you said about, you know, me feeling like, oh, it's been eight years, like it's been so long. I definitely have felt that way. Like I've definitely felt like I'm behind, you know, or like I have waited too long or like I've done something wrong. So 
That was very reassuring. Yeah, no, the guides are absolutely not. You really needed that time. And also, I think that it was a pretty traumatic experience for you and maybe also for your children. Yep. And um, I think you all needed that time to sort of recreate a family with you as, you know, the main caregiver. I don't know the whole situation. You probably shouldn't tell me in a public place, (laughs) (laughs) but it just felt like you needed some time to reestablish a firm and secure family structure for yourself and your kids before you were ready to even consider letting someone else in. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. You don't strike me as someone who just would want to date or have fun or, well, definitely have fun. (laughs) You should have fun, but you know what I mean? Like it wouldn't be fun for you to just serial date. Like it's not that you're looking to get married tomorrow, but I just think that you're a very sensitive person and who you connect with and who you give your heart to and who you let in, you're very discerning. And Mm -hmm. so you needed to be in the right place before you felt ready to do that again. And again, kudos to you because you're in the right place now and you recognize it. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That is just very affirming. Very good. Definitely what I need to know, what I needed to hear so far. Yeah. And I think your kids are in a mostly good place now too. Yeah. Like everyone's sort of settled and, you know, we can talk about how they'll respond to it or how they're responding to it. Cause you know, eight years is a long time and then mommy's doing something different. That can be a little jarring for them. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) doesn't mean it's wrong, but there's just a good stable foundation now where you feel like, okay, I can do this and I can still watch my kids and I'm, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Going into the relationship that ended the eight year ago relationship, mm-hmm. you are a different person. And I look from your childhood and again, I, I don't know how much you want to share and we won't be using your full name, but you stopped me at any time. There were some childhood things that you needed to work out through this relationship. Yeah. Particularly relationships with your own father. Yes, absolutely. You know, so around trusting men around, I don't know how much to say, (laughs) but again, I think your own father was, was a troubled soul. Yeah. And so difficult, difficult relationship. And again, I think I look at you and you're so kind and you're so loving. And I don't know that he could always give that back to you in the way that you deserved it. Okay. Yeah. Not because of you, because there was something really wrong with him. And again, there's nothing wrong with anyone, but he was, but from your perspective, like he just had a lot of problems. He was, he was broken is the words that I get. Okay. And again, these aren't usual words that I use, but these are the ones that are really coming through. He was a very troubled man. And unfortunately, because of that, he could not love or care for you in a loving way. Yeah. Okay. It was there. It was there. Love is always there. But by the time it came out, it was so broken and diffracted and distorted that, you know, I can see that you had a painful childhood. Okay. So I'm sorry for that. And I also can see that you've done a lot of work over the last eight years to really come to terms with that, to feel empowered in yourself and to kind of, you're, you're almost at this point where you fully recognize it was him. It wasn't me and I'm okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the relationship that you had eight years ago, were you married or? No, we didn't get married. Yeah. That was around you finding your self-worth and standing up for yourself and saying, I'm not going to go down that road again with another human being. Yeah. I deserve more. My children deserve more. And I'm getting myself out of this. Is that correct? Yeah, for sure. We, um, there was a lot that went on and the end of the relationship was interesting because he technically ended it. 
but I was the one that ended up actually leaving, if that makes sense. He ended the relationship. I left the home and it happened kind of quickly and abruptly. So yeah, that definitely all makes sense. (laughs) Okay, perfect. But it's around your sense of worthiness and how you deserve to be treated by others. And also, I think that this eight years of independence has helped you see how strong you are. Because I don't think you knew that before. I think you kind of were like, I'm going to have to depend on somebody else, even though that person is broken and that person isn't really able to help me because I'm desperate and I need to be cared for. Yeah. And having this relationship in between made you realize, no, I can bond with someone you know, in the next iteration from a place of strength. I don't need them. It'll be an equal partnership yeah. and one where I can stand up for myself if I need to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I felt very stuck. I felt like I couldn't leave him. I felt like, you know, that was my only option. I was only, I was so young, you know, I, I had no life experience. Like I just thought that that was what I needed. And so, yeah, I've definitely proved to myself over the last eight years that I can do it by myself and I don't need a man. And that's not why I want a relationship now to have support. I want it for, you know, a lot of other reasons. Mm -hmm. And that's why you're ready. Yeah. And again, friends that are listening, everyone has a different experience and we all learn different things from our relationships Mm -hmm. and we all choose to learn in different ways. So some people would learn by having, you know, 10 relationships where they (laughs) finally learned like, oh, I'm actually independent. But Hannah just chose this really strong and beautiful way of learning when that relationship ended and she was left on her own she said, okay, I got to figure this out. I got to figure this out. I got to, I can't depend on another, you know, undependable person. I can't put yeah. myself in that position again. I need to take care of me and I need to take care of my family and I need to learn how to do it. And I need to learn how to be strong within myself. And then you rocked it and you have. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, it's for real. And I see you've created a very stable family. I see that, you know, finances aren't really an issue. I mean, it might not be smooth, but like no one's wanting for anything that they really need. Stable source of income, stable family, everything works nicely. You're well organized. Like it's good. Yeah. We have a nice little groove. So You've been saying kids. I technically have had two kids, but my first one I placed for adoption. Okay. And so I just have my one daughter that I actually have and am parenting. So got it. Just to clarify that. Okay. <laughs> so your one daughter. Yeah. Is the one that you placed up for adoption a boy? No, that's a girl. Really? Huh, yeah. I see a boy, but who knows what that means? Maybe that's a future baby. Who knows? <laughs> it could be because I keep wanting to refer to your son. So, oh, like I said, yeah, we don't always get it 100%, but we'll figure out who he is <laughs> if he's someone later on. Yes. But yeah, we definitely have a structure and a flow. And, you know, the way that we go about life and the way that we interact, it's all, you know, very organized for sure. And is she feeling some resistance to mom dating? Absolutely. Yeah. She's very strong-willed. I think she's the son I saw, by the way, because <laughs> yeah. she feels very strong-willed. And I think, I don't know the whole situation with her father, and we won't get into it too much because he did not agree to a reading today, but I think she still feels some loss there. I don't know if they have contact, but it's not the relationship that she would like to have. Yeah. And so there's like a lot of jealousy if he has a new family or a new person. There's a lot of, she feels very abandoned by him. Yes, she does. Yeah. And I, um, it's been really hard for me to watch because I felt the same way from my dad. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so then going into dating, she's worried about another man hurting her and she's worried about another man hurting me. And that's been a big chunk of the resistance is her, you know, just being scared and being nervous of what could happen. 
How old is she now? She's 10. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I'm going to say part of that is your projection on her. If you felt really comfortable, yeah, you you knew that. You felt that one. I did. <laughs> You're the role model. So if you feel really comfortable, no, we got this. No, we're safe. No, I'm not going to put you in a bad situation. No, I'm not going to ever let anybody hurt you again. Yeah. Right? That will help you get back into your power and it'll also help with her worries. Okay? We got this. Yeah. And also let her know I'm dating right now for me. And I'm not going to bring anyone into your life until we're all really ready to do that. And we're sure it's safe. But I think she probably wants somebody else too, because I think she feels the loss of her biological father because he just really is absent. And that's hard. Yeah. I felt the same way. I felt like she wants that, but she doesn't necessarily, either she doesn't necessarily know or she doesn't want to acknowledge it. You know, I don't know for sure, but I, I have that same sense that she would like that. Yeah, I think so. But again, wait, because you're dating for you first and foremost at this point, and you have a solid family and it will disrupt things should you become serious at some point with another man. Yeah. And I've worked with families like that. And and so there's always a little bit of an adjustment because it changes up the dynamic. It changes up the routine and you'll figure it out as you go along. Yeah. And you don't have to figure it out now because you're not there now. Right now, all you're doing is making some time for you to have some partnership, which is something that you want. And you'll take it one step at a time and you'll let her know, I'm always going to pay attention to what you need because I'm your mom. Yeah, And we're going to take it one step at a time and we're going to make it, I mean, she doesn't get to make all the rules. She doesn't get to say you can't date him because he's got brown hair and I like blondes, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like yeah. you get to make most of the decisions, but again, as, as the parent, you let her know, I got this. We're okay. I'll let you know, you know, and feel free to talk to me about any concerns that you have. I'm, I'm here to listen, right? But keep your own fears aside so that we don't project them onto your beautiful daughter. Yeah, that is a good point. Because I have felt that. (laughs) Of course, of course. So you have to remind yourself too, I got this. And I'm going to go softly and gently and carefully. But I think the reason that's so activated for you is because you still have a little bit of guilt, I think. And again, you tune in with yourself that you chose to have a child with that particular father and that you feel responsible for his actions. Is that correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So here's the thing, Hannah. You can never be responsible for anybody else's actions. That is the one thing you can never do. You are not responsible, right? I often say, if someone's really mad at you and they hunt you down in the mall with a machine gun and they accidentally shoot everyone around you dead, right? And you get up and you walk away. It is not your fault. Whose fault is that? Yeah, it's the person that did it. Yes. Let that never happen to you. Even if they did it because you did something terrible, like cheated on them with their best friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, maybe you want to look at that behavior. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) whatever. Like, (laughs) I have mixed feelings around that whole thing, but whatever. You always want to look at your own behavior and say, hey, do I honor what I did? Do I want to make a different choice next time? Have I made amends? All of that stuff. But you are still never responsible for somebody else's actions. Yeah. No matter what you did, right? In this case, you didn't do much. That's number one. Number two, our children. Okay. When they come into physical bodies, because remember, we're all souls having a human experience. I think you would mm-hmm. be doing this if you didn't have that 411. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> They're not naive into who their parents are going to be and what the dynamics might be like. Okay. And this is true of you and your own parents. Okay. That is one choice that a soul is reasonably certain. They're going to make, even in cases of adoption, it's usually known the likelihood of how things will shake out, just so you know that. Interesting. 
Okay. It's not usually a surprise to a human maybe, but on a soul level, that's usually an experience a soul has chosen to have. So that can release from you as well. Yeah. (laughs) That child is doing very well, by the way, but that's a conversation for another day. If you don't already know that. But anyway, so your daughter knew who her parents were going to be. Okay. Which means she had an agreement with both of you. Okay. And she had an agreement to have the experiences that she's having right now. Okay. As you did with your own father and your own mother. And so let that help you have a little bit of peace with the experience to remember that even if it doesn't feel like it, and you don't have to say this to her, right? Because her human self doesn't feel like it, but even if it doesn't feel like it, there was something in it for you or you wouldn't have done it. Okay. And there's some Mm -hmm. learning and growth to be had through that relationship, both for you and for your daughter. And your job as a parent isn't to protect her from her parent. I mean, sometimes it is like if he's going to attack her, please, if you can get her out of the way you do that. Yeah. Okay. But understand that you can't prevent everything, right? You can't prevent everything. You can't control everything. You can't control his behaviors and you can't control how his behaviors impact her and how she feels. That's out of your locus of control. And it's not supposed to be in your locus of control, but you can support her through the experiences you're having now. You can let her be heard and felt and seen, right? You can commiserate with her a little bit while still staying in your own lane because she's having a different experience because she's a different person than you are. Right. Right. Even if your experiences seem similar, everyone's going to have them differently. So we want to stay in our own lane. So you can do all of that and you can help her see the good and help her build trust and help her feel into her own lovability, even if she feels like her dad, you know, isn't there for her. Yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And that's just all very reassuring. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very new thing for me, obviously a new for her. And it's just been an an adjustment trying to figure out the best way to communicate about it. You know, like trying to figure out, do I like, obviously I'm telling her I'm going on dates. Like I'm not lying to her about that, but it's like, how much do I tell her? Or do I tell her nothing? Or do, you know, like, what does the conversation look like? (laughs) So show her your excitement, show her your excitement, how it's fun. Okay. Show her the fun. Like mommy's having fun and she's meeting different people and she's meeting different guys and doing different things. And this is what mommy needs to do for fun. And you can talk about the things that you guys do together for fun. This isn't another thing that an adult's doing for fun. And then just reassure her that nothing in her life is going to change without her knowing it. Yeah. Okay. And that, you know, right now mommy's just out having fun, meeting new people, trying something new, getting comfortable again. And, you know, and then share the fun details. Like share, oh, we went to this restaurant and we had Chinese food and it was so good. And, you know, maybe one time we'll go to that restaurant. Yeah. Right. Maybe you'd like to try that. And she might go, no, 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 because I don't (laughs) want to have anything to do with mommy's dating. That's okay. But again, I would, I would share the fun details and the excitement so that she can, because she would love to be a little part of your excitement in expanding in this direction. Yeah. And it's not forcing her to be excited for you. That's not what I mean, but giving Mm -hmm. her the little um, seeds of excitement because I think that she'll like them. Yeah. Yeah. I thought breadcrumbs. Exactly. Yes. The breadcrumbs. And it's kind of exciting for her, you know, because every kid fantasizes about the day I'm going to date. If you show the fun side, it'll be really kind of cool for her. And you'll follow her lead too. If she's like, I don't want to know, you know, (laughs) La, 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 then be like, okay, yeah, she doesn't have to know. Don't force it. That makes sense. Yeah. And just let her know anything that's really, really, really important, you know, that affects her, you'll always let her know. And if she has any concerns or questions, you know, let me know, but also trust that I'm going to keep you safe. Yeah. 
you got this. We're okay. This is an exciting step forward that we're both ready for. I love that. Yeah. Okay. And be reassuring. Yeah. That is very reassuring for me. Yeah. (laughs) It just encouraged me to be reassuring for her. (laughs) Exactly. And that's kind of what you need. Exactly. So, you know, now it's the right time, the right place. You're ready for it. You are having fun. I see it. It's a little scary and you don't know. And and I'm sure you don't totally trust yourself to know who's really nice and who's not. But remember, you're a different person now than you were. And you'll see the signs more quickly. And the biggest piece for you is just to remember not to change yourself, mold yourself, or dummy yourself down for anyone else. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And if you catch yourself doing that because you want to please the other person and you want them to like you, that's where you're going to get into trouble. So just be aware. If you find yourself doing that, just remember, I don't have to. And if someone isn't interested in me as me, do I want to be with them? Yeah. I mean, it does mean you have to pick your nose at the dinner table, <laughs> but it does mean that bring the full force of your beautiful self and be who you are because yeah. you want to find the person that's going to like love you and want to yeah. be with you, not the person that's looking for someone to mold themselves into being who they want so they can take advantage. Yeah. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. There were two guys that I was dating more regularly, had gone on a few dates with, and one of them, I felt like I was not fully being myself. And I started to show more sides of like truly me. And then he wasn't interested anymore. And he kind of pulled back and I was like, okay, fine. And then the other guy, there was just a couple little things like you saying about trusting myself and that I would notice things sooner. That's exactly what happened with this other guy. And I just told him yesterday that I was no longer interested in dating. So that's just reaffirming that what you're saying is already the the track that I'm on, the way I'm headed. So yes, keep listening. And remember, you're packing a lot of learning into a short amount of time. Yeah. It's so good because someone else would have looked at the first guy or the second guy and been like, oh my God, see, this whole thing isn't going to work. <laughs> and you're like, no, actually, this is evidence that I have a higher level of discernment now and confidence now and knowing now to navigate this and I'm ready. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's perfect because, you know, there's always the little voice in the back of my mind that's like, maybe you just don't need to do this right now. Like, maybe this is just not the right time. Maybe you just need to wait. But at the same time, I'm like, why would I feel so ready, you know, if it wasn't the right time? So are you excited about it? I am. Oh, yeah. It has been way more fun than I thought it would be. I thought it would be dreadful (laughs) and it has not been. It feels like you were holding your breath for eight years and now you're breathing again. Yeah. You know, but your lungs have contracted a little bit. So sometimes taking those deep breaths feels like a stretch, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. And of course, too, there is that kind of pent up insecurity and pent up, like whenever we change and stretch and, you know, get back out there, the muscles are a little bit creaky for a while until they, you know, they get moving again. So it's normal. Yeah. Normal to have those little doubts. And I love how you're handling them. And I think the proof that you're heading in the right direction is the joy that you're feeling doing it. And if tomorrow it didn't feel so joyful, then that would be okay to take a break. But it doesn't feel like that's where you are right now. That it's really fun. Yeah, no, it is. It's definitely fun and joyful and for sure. All right. Is there anything else? Oh, um, I don't think so. We covered a lot in that 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that like just was also reaffirming and just reminder to have fun and talk about the fun with Amberly. Amberly is my daughter's name. So yeah, that is just very reassuring. Yeah. She loves the girly stuff. Yeah. So like the girly stuff, like what are you going to wear and stuff? As she, she's not quite there yet, but later on she'll get excited about this. Yeah. And for some reason, if you go to a restaurant, she's very curious about that. I don't know why. Restaurants. All right. Good to know. Do you go to restaurants? Yeah. I mean, we, I've gone 
almost every day I've gone to a restaurant at some point, but I haven't really shared that with her. So I will start doing that. It's kind of like, what do you do when you go on a date? What do you eat? Like what's exciting? Like the kind of dumb mundane details Yeah, and less about the guy and more about the fun things that you're doing. Right that you might share with her. I think yeah. that that would like really help kind of, cause she probably doesn't even know what a date is. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it's not like we've ever talked about it. Right, exactly. <laughs> she's 10. So I think that would sort of normalize it for her. And I really do think that she's going to be down with the program and be okay. What kids want to know is how does it going to impact me? Yeah. That's what every kid wants to know right? How it's going to impact me. Let her know right now. It means mom's going to be out some nights when I used to be home because I'm going to go do some adult things and have some adult and that's it. And, you know, and I'll, sometimes I'll bring you something back or whatever, if she wants, (laughs) or if you want, or if that feels right or share what you had or did, or, you know, some of what you did. Yeah. But also letting her know you're safe. I got this. We got this. And, you know, if it impacts you in any other way, I'm going to let you know it won't be a surprise. And we don't even have to go there because I don't think you're even there yet. I think you're really enjoying dating. I think that you're really enjoying meeting different guys. And I think you're also just enjoying working that muscle again Mm -hmm. and seeing that it's coming back much more quickly and in a different way than it was before. Yeah, totally. Right. You're much more empowered. Totally. I feel very much more. I I definitely feel in control of this experience. It doesn't feel like I'm just like grasping at straws for whoever is, whoever likes me. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's a great place to be. And it's the joy and fun of it that will help you probably find your way to a really fun next relationship that I think you're not going to rush into anyway. So I think even if you were to find, and, and I do see someone on the horizon, most likely someone that you are going to fall into a longer term relationship with. And I don't think you're there yet. So I don't want to like put it out there. I think you're still in the exploring and you want to feel really comfortable. And I think it would be probably years, not even months before you felt really comfortable bringing that person into your daughter's life in any kind of significant way. Yeah. You know, so because of that, and I think that would be appropriate. You got time. You got time, friend. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And that's not prescriptive, friends. It's just what I'm getting for her. And you you have your right to change your mind. But I feel like by saying that, you're going to feel comfortable knowing like I can even have a relationship and it, you know, we won't be playing house right away. Yeah. Right. I can go real slow and gentle with this. And that's actually, I think, going to be what feels right to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I envision it, when I imagine what it might be like, that's what I see for sure. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. I'm so glad we got to do this. Me too. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for all of, you know, for your gift, for your guidance. Like this was definitely just so timely this week. Like I said, just yesterday kind of ending, telling the one guy I wasn't interested anymore. This was just perfect timing to get this guidance and reassurance and direction. And, uh, Yeah. Just thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. You're really coming into your own. You should be so happy and proud of yourself. Yes. Thank you again. All right. Beautiful. (laughs) And thank you everyone for tuning in. As always, I'm sure a lot of people are going to see themselves in this story. And you know, there's always takeaways for all of us. And just know that I offer intuitive readings to clients all over the world. And in fact, that is how I get the money to do said podcast. And if you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a recommendation on iTunes or Spotify or podcast listening platform of choice. Anyway, thank you all for tuning in and namaste. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope that you found joy, strength, inspiration, and clarity from today's episode. If you'd like to learn more and connect with an amazing group of like-minded souls, please join us over on Facebook in the Intuitive Connection Community Facebook group, where we explore these topics in deeper detail, have additional live teachings, and host Facebook Lives with our amazing guests. I hope to see you there. And of course, if you want to learn more about me or the work that I do, please check out my webpage, victoriashawintuitive.com. Thank you so much again and namaste. Are you ready to ignite your best life and illuminate the world? I'm Stephanie James. I'm a motivational speaker, transformation coach, and psychotherapist. And what lights me up is helping people just like you create the greatest versions of themselves. On my podcast, Igniting the Spark, I will help you ignite your joy and reach new heights in your personal and professional life. Join me for some incredible conversations with authors, spiritual teachers, and other influential thought leaders to help guide you on your way. If you are ready to stop playing small, join me for Igniting the Spark on the mindbodyspirit.fm network or wherever you get your podcasts and ignite your best life.